and Aaron S. Lee. What a ride is the show about swim, bike and run or anything else in the world of sport that tickles your fancy. It's aired on Radio Sydney FM for Australian broadcasting media and is available on, online and on iTunes. Now I mentioned three sports uh, there but uh, at this time of the year in the world of cycling it is the classic season and right now in the guts of the classic season with the Tour of Flanders and last Sunday the Paris-Roubaix cobblestone to hell of the north having been raced and won and from everybody but two winners lost. Now the Tour of Flanders was a great race the week before. Um, it was a race that came in with a lot of expectation and it had a very deserving winner in world champion Peter Sagan. It was a thrilling finale but nothing like what we saw on Sunday in Paris-Roubaix. It was probably one of the greatest races I've ever seen and a lot of other people have said that as well. And I'm not just saying that because there was an Australian winner in Matthew Heyman of the Oracle Green Edge team. I'm saying it because of how the race unfolded. It started fast, it started hard. We saw breakaways try to get away. We finally saw a, a main break go away. And then there was a flurry of chases and regroupments. And then we saw up the lead group, uh, the numbers fall off the back and literally fall down as well throughout the field. It was a typical Paris-Roubaix with thrills and spills in dusty and dry conditions mostly but there were some um, muddy patches which uh, certainly made it much more hazardous uh, for some who uh, obviously fell victim uh, to the mud and came to crop it including Fabian Cancellara, I should add. And uh, it was still a thrilling race. Um, it had all the elements heading into the event. We had uh, you know, Tom Boonen, the four times winner, trying to seek a record fifth win. Fabian Cancellara was racing in his last uh, uh, Paris-Roubaix as a former winner, so he was trying to go out on a really high note, certainly not to crash as he did, and also on the velodrome after he finished, uh, he had an awful uh, fall there in front of his fans as they were cheering him for the last time at the Roubaix velodrome. Again, Sagan provided a lot of entertainment, uh, but this time not for how he raced and how he won, but it was for how he avoided the crash uh, of Cancellara. As he said later in the week, I didn't know I could fly. Well, anyone who's seen that video would be still amazed to see how he avoided that crash. But certainly uh, Sagan uh, avoided it and he managed to uh, hopefully avoid uh, any, well, he did avoid any accidents. But the man of the moment, the man of the day, was Australia's Matt Heyman who won. Heyman led a group of five riders who included Tom Bonin, Ian Stannard, who finished second and third respectively, Sepp Van Mark, who finished fourth, and also the Norwegian Edvald Bosenhagen, who came in fifth. It was a spectacular finale, certainly for Matt Heyman at the age of 37. It's his first win, the second win ever by an Australian after Stuart O'Grady in 2007, and it's his first and biggest victory of his career from 15 attempts at this fantastic monument, the third of cycling's five monuments. Matt Heyman lives and breathes the cobblestones. He's come previously 10th uh, in 2011, and then he's come 8th in 2012, but this was the big one. This is the one he wanted to, to win. And adding to the luster of his story was the, uh, the, his lead into the event. Um, in February, uh, Matt Heyman uh, broke his arm in a crash and uh, he had not raced except for two times in the week previous uh, before Paris-Roubaix. He'd spent all his preparation on a home trainer. 
he did about uh, or he did th- or hundreds of kilometres. He was doing like an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and forty in the morning on the home trainer, and then doing another forty minutes or so in the afternoon. His whole preparation based on a home trainer. But beyond that, he also had the heart and resolve to win. Uh, as I said, he lives and breathes this race, and I don't think I've ever seen a winner of Paris Bay or perhaps of any race uh, so much, so welcomed by everybody who watched it, uh, whether viewers on TV, listeners on radio, fans by the road, his fellow riders in the peloton, and not just in the Paris Bay peloton, but throughout the sport. Uh, in very many ways, it was a really, really warming story. Uh, Matt Heyman has now gone back to his normal duties as a domestic. Um, he did uh, Brabant's Pils on uh, Wednesday, and now he's going to be racing in the uh, first uh, or the next classic, the Amstel Gold Race in Holland on Sunday. But best of all, we've got Matt Heyman with us on What a Ride. I had a chat to him the day after he won uh, the race. He was driving home, back to his home in Belgium, and uh, I got him in the car. Well, he was in the car driving home, and uh, we had a bit of a chat. So let's just sort of take get our breath back again. We'll have a little bit of music, but when we come back from the break, we're going to listen to Matt Heyman talking to What a Ride. After his great victory, Matt, thanks very much for being on What a Ride. And uh, just first up, it's 24 hours uh, after the piece, after your great victory. How are you feeling physically and mentally right now? Um, to be honest, I haven't had much sleep. And um, so, but uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if 250k doesn't make you tired, I'm not sure what was happening last night because there was no way I was getting to sleep. Um, just kept replaying it over in my head and needed to have a grasp to the telephone to double check that it all had actually really happened and um and uh but today uh it's slowly starting to sink in with uh i'm getting quite a inundated with messages and and uh requests and 
Yeah, so today is actually, I'm really starting to believe what was unbelievable yesterday. Now this is uh, the, you know the fifteenth time you've done Paris-Roubaix. I mean you've you finished the race every time, and uh, you, you, you've obviously physically felt really sore afterwards. And people talk about how it can take days to recover. Um, are you feeling sore now, or are you you're still sort of floating a bit? Yeah, I think that's uh, I, I um, because I was able to uh, to win. I think you you know everybody else falls in a heap, and I walk around like I haven't even raced. Um, I think that's uh, you know that's uh, it's all uh, the mental side of it. If you, you normally I get to the end of that race and I lie around um, uh, like a beach whale um, in agony. Um, but no, yesterday uh, I, I was also lucky or, or clever enough to put myself in that early break, and uh, and I think I missed a lot of the hard racing when Tom Bonin broke the bunch up, and and those two groups were chasing each other for for quite a long way and and tom made the race really long and really hard and um and i missed most of that so i only joined them with uh when they got me at about uh would have been about 50k to go so um yeah no i i realized in the last 10k that I actually probably was a bit fresher than the other guys i, th- I think uh, i'm rem- um, so yeah, I was, I was going to say, I remember when Cadell Evans won the Tour de France in 2011 and he said, you know, in many ways that, that victory was the culmination of 20 years of uh, experience, near misses, learning from uh, things that went wrong, uh, capitalising on things that he learnt when things went right. Do you feel for yourself, Matt, that uh, yesterday's ride was a culmination of those 15 years of, of toil and desire and just um, taking the positive out of what it could have been a lot of negatives? 100%. Um, you know, I, I was saying... Sometimes having so much experience can, can almost be a negative because I've seen punches on every, you know, it's like, oh, I punched it here once, I crashed over here once, so, oh, this corner's a bit dangerous. But no, yesterday it was it worked in, in my favour and, and, and I was confident in every move I made and and um, somehow I was able to get into the zone and, and the way I rode the last uh, 15 kilometres, I just seemed to not be able to do anything wrong and I was able to keep my cool and um, and uh, because I was just a little bit fresher, maybe I was able to read the other guys a little bit better than I normally would. Um, you know, sometimes I end up uh, being the one that closes all the gaps and someone else's wins. Um, and today, uh, yesterday, um, just the, the closer I got to the finish, uh, the more they were they were um, they were marking each other, and the, and the longer I could save myself. And uh, tell us, Matt, how, what was the reaction like of uh, guys like Tom Boonen, who was chasing a record fifth win? Ian Stannard is obviously a very strong rider, who you know as a former teammate at Sky. Fabian Cancellara yeah. trying to finish on a, on a great note, and obviously Peter Sagan, I guess, the world champion after his Tour of Flanders win. I mean, did you get feedback from them as to how they felt about your win? Uh, look, I've, I've, I, I spoke to Tom uh, on the podium, and uh, I've raced with Tom for many years, and then... You know, he was, I think, uh, you know, I live in Belgium and, and, and uh, my local town is uh, quite proud of me uh, yesterday, but the rest of Belgium, I think there was a huge sigh when he lost and he was going to take that record and go down in history. And, and he had a bit of a comeback story himself coming back from such a such a hard crash in uh, Abu Dhabi last year and, and breaking his skull. And um, so everybody wanted to see him do it and it looked like, and he did really make the race. I mean, if I'm honest, it was... Uh, he had to win, and I knew that. He he was never going to settle for second, and I was able to gamble. Um, if someone went up the road, I was happy to go for second or third, and, and that paid off in the end, and I think the boys marked themselves out of the race. Um, but, yeah, to be able to win, uh, I, I was up with some pretty 
illustrious company there with uh, Tom, who's obviously fast, but being a sprinter, Ethel, Bowes and Hagen, Ian. Um, so, yeah, but I backed myself in the sprinter. Uh, I've done a few lead-outs and, and I've, I've, I've won a few sprints in my day, so... Mm. Now, t- tell uh, us... I was pretty confident still going in. Now, uh, I understand you're in, a, you're in a car, you're driving somewhere. Can you tell us where you're driving to? Because I know you're going to start racing again on Wednesday. And where is the uh, the fabled cobblestone right now? Is it on your lap or is it uh, in the back seat or is it in the Oracle Green Edge um, van? It's, uh, it's under the back seat at the moment, um, between a bottle of champagne, a bottle of beer and um, some flowers. Um, yeah, we're just heading home. Uh, last night ended up being pretty late. Um, we went out and uh, we had a dinner together with all the team and all the staff and all the helpers because, uh, as you see in Paris-Roubaix, there's also, um, and every other classic, there's a, a large contingency of, of people who are standing on the end of every section with bottles and wheels, and they do it not just for Roubaix, they do it every year for, for three, four weeks. Um, so it's nice to celebrate that. And, um, and yes, I uh, spent the night in Ghent last night and uh, just heading back home to home and but yeah I'm, I'm, I haven't heard otherwise so it's business as usual and Wednesday I'll be back on the start line in uh, Brabant Hotel. And uh, how do you feel you'll uh, you'll race that race? Will you just line up to try and help someone else or will you uh, absorb the attention that will be on you and maybe have a crack yourself? No, I, I think it's back to, uh, I normally only get one or two goes a year um, to ride for myself. No, it's, uh, you know, Michael Matthews, is, uh, is, he's run second there two years in a row and it's one of his big targets and um, and he, he's, he's a big favourite and that, that, that's fine with me. It takes a bit of pressure off and hopefully I can carry this form in and, uh, and uh, you know, he can get a big win that he's been looking forward to in that race. Something that he really enjoys doing is uh, the Brabant Hill. Now, you've got the experience of knowing that what the momentum within a team is, you know, if a team gets a, a monument win or a classic win. Uh, Oracle Green Edge now have got a great history of having three out of the five monuments. Um, heading into the Ardennes and including the uh, Amsoil Gold Race uh, Classic, I mean, uh, the, the momentum from your win across the whole organisation must be huge right now. I know you, you, you spoke about that about last night as you celebrated, but it, it's, uh, it can have a huge impact, can't it? Oh, for sure. Um, you, know, you know, I was even thinking in the race yesterday, you know, I used to always say, oh, everybody, they're all just guys who get up in the morning and put one leg through one side of their pants and one leg through the other. We're all just equal. And I think nothing more than that, that the guys go, wait a minute, I trained with Heyman all the time. If he can do it, I can do it. Um, you know, so definitely I think, you know, it's, that's what happens. The guys look around and say, wait a minute. I know that I'm, I'm capable of doing what he is and, and, and I think we can all lift. And I mean, uh, Amstel Gold is just... Uh, it's, it's one that we're almost expected to win and it's the one that we haven't won. Um, it's, we've been so close on so many occasions. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a pressure, pressure race for the team. Um, and in ways, you know, when we, when we won uh, Milan San Remo and Liege, it, it was unexpected, just like, uh, like Roubaix. So it's going in with a different mentality, but hopefully we can, uh, the team can step up.
Now, I know you've got your head in, in classic mode, and understandably, and probably uh, at, at the rare sense of being a winning uh, classic mode. Um, just looking further ahead, I remember you know, when you did your first Tour de France start a couple of years ago, obviously you were, you were disappointed that you weren't able to finish, but I remember at the start you said there's t- the only other day you felt as nervous at the, as at the start of that year's Tour was at the start of a Paris-Roubaix race. Would, would you still love to go back to the Tour de France, and is that like a, a box you'd still like to tick, or are you, are you happy with where you are now and do you feel that what disappointment you had at the tour you've sort of made up for with this win um yeah no i still feel it is a, a box that needs, needs to be ticked um this obviously come out of the blue and uh, and it's been a bit of a dream and and um who knows with the tour but i'm putting my name back in the in the ring and uh and but you know i understand the team needs to pick needs to look at the route and needs to to pick the best team to get the maximum publicity and results and I mean as we get closer and we see riders forms and and uh, injuries and, and uh, it'll become clearer whether I'm going to the tour again but um, you know, I was asked yesterday about you know what else would I like to do and, and that's one thing and it doesn't yeah it's, it's not very glamorous to say oh I'd like to finish my first tour to France but um, now that I've won Paris-Roubaix I mean uh, it's still still a big box that I'd like to I'd like to get to the Champs Elysees. Um, that being said, I'm 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 happy with my career and and, and I was before this race and um, and now this this is this is a big one for me and um, yeah still still pinching myself here. And um, you know, just a couple of more questions. I know you have to move on, Matt. But uh, um, you know, for one of the great things of these uh, stories like yours, uh, it is a fabulous story. And uh, and you may get overwhelmed with everyone's attention in your story in the next uh, days or weeks. But uh, you know, for, for the young kids out there um, who are young cyclists, um, who are who maybe not the ones who are the stars, but the ones who may be questioning whether they should keep on keeping on. Uh, what's your message to them? Yeah, I think uh, I think talent um, is sometimes uh, people just look at talent as a physical capacity, and uh, I think uh, there's a lot more to this sport than just uh, the physical. It is also, um, you know, being in the team atmosphere and, and being able to back up and being able to put in all the hard yards, and uh, and I think that kind of uh, and and the age that. Um, that I am now um, seem to all come together on one day, but uh, so yeah, so you know, there's, you know, these days everyone's talking numbers and and, and, and things like that, but um, a bit of passion helps as well. And just lastly, Matt, uh, I know there's been a lot of uh, talk or speculation as to whether this would be your last season or not, but uh, uh, can you sort of give us some clarity about that? I mean, would you like to be wearing the number one at Paris Roubaix next year? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I'd have to do... Uh, I don't need to speak to my wife about that, but uh, <laughs> I, do, I do have a contract for next year, um, so it wasn't uh, out of question that I would ride. But, um, yeah, sure, after breaking my arm, after doing months of training, uh, you know, it was a bit of a rough period for me, and I was asking myself, you know, is this what I want to still be doing? And um, But then days like yesterday make it all worthwhile. But uh, without... Even before yesterday, even uh, the way we rode it to it down under, um, that's what that's what I like. I like winning, and I like being in a team that's that's, that's doing well. So, um, as long as those good days outnumber, outweigh um, the bad days, the time away from home, and um, we can still justify it, then I, I'd like to be 
Just like very lastly, I promise this one. Uh, you know, when Cadell Evans won the tour, he was thirty-seven as well. Oh no, hold on, he was thirty. He was, uh, I think, he was pretty much that, and you are as well. Um, is there something about um, you know, age does not matter? It's just more in the head and the mind and the body rather than what a, a figure is or two numbers. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, obviously through my injury, having having uh, the fracture in my arm and, and and freshening right up, it just shows you that. Uh, but yeah, even at this old age, the the body can still perform at that level, and um, you know I don't, I definitely don't feel it. Um, I, I, you know, talking to some of the boys uh, in the team, and you realise how young they are and and where they were when I turned professional and what they were doing. It's uh, sometimes a bit daunting, but you know I don't feel it on the bike, and I don't feel it in the bunch. I feel like I'm racing just for the was and. Um, yeah, the experience helps a lot, and um, and that's something that I've always liked to, to work with the younger guys and pass on. Um, so, yeah, I think it's uh, it just like I said, for, for me, it all came together yesterday, and, and and I needed maybe I needed every one of those fifteen years before I got it right. Well, Matt, you've uh, you've given a lot of uh, not just young people inspiration, but a lot of us older types as well. And uh, I noticed this morning in in Sydney, there was a lot of people out there this morning who watched the show or watched the race, and they were still up on their bikes. And tomorrow morning they will be too. And, and you'll be the talk of the bunch, and uh, not my bunch, but uh, a lot of bunches around Australia. And congratulations, mate! You've made a lot of people very happy. But foremost, you uh, yourself and your family as well. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It was a very proud moment for all of us. Standing at the limit of an endless ocean Stranded like a runaway lost at sea City on a rainy day down in the harbour Watching as the grey clouds shadow the bay
Welcome back to Water Ride with Rupert Guinness and Aaron S. Lee. I'm Rupert Guinness, and if you're wondering why I'm the only one you're listening to, except for Matt Heyman, who we just listened to a little while ago, the Paru Bay champion from Australia, uh, it's because Aaron S. Lee is away on assignment, but he'll be back uh, next week, we hope, for our next instalment, by which time we will know the winner of the next classic of this European spring, the Amstel Gold Race in the Netherlands. That's held on Sunday. Now, the Amstel Gold Race is a fantastic event. It's not one of the five monuments, but, geez, if you had a sixth monument, it would probably be up there. It's a brutally tough uh, race uh, held with... It's got a myriad of uh, climbs. It's, a lot of them are cobbled, and it's a fantastic event. Um, certainly for the Netherlands, it's their biggest event of the, of the year, and uh, whoever wins it is always a great rider nonetheless. Now, it's been 33 years since uh, an Australian uh, has won the event. Phil Anderson uh, won the 18th edition of this race, and um, he uh, is the only winner from Australia. But, gee, Australians have come close. Now, uh, two Australians, uh, apart from Anderson, have stood on the podium. We've got Simon Gerrans and Michael Matthews, both from the Australian Orica Green Edge team. Uh, now, going into this race, the two Orica Green Edge riders um, will be creating a lot of interest as to who will be the best car that the team will um, uh, put on the table to try and win the event. Um, it's anyone's guess, because the two were also in the Australian team at the World Championships last year, uh, where they both um, were hoping to try and win, and neither did win, and there was a lot of conjecture as to one or, one or the other should have been the designated leader. Either way, we'll see, um, see how things unfold on Sunday. Uh, in this year's Hamstall Gold Race. Now, Gerrans, uh, he placed third on three occasions in this event in 2011, 2013 and 2014, um, while Matthews, you know, he came third uh, last year and certainly Matthews is looking uh, for a great result this year because uh, while Gerrans uh, will still be trying to win, of course, um, Matthews is hungry as ever at the uh, this sort of relative early period of his uh, uh, professional cycling career. Now, they're not the only two riders who'll be there. As we said, Matt Heyman, he'll be there trying to help either or uh, be as best positioned as they can be for their uh, tilt at the win. Matthew's Heyman, Matthew Heyman, uh, as I said, was, as he explained uh, to us, you know, he's uh, expecting to be back into those domestic role. Um, that's the nature of uh, Heyman. He's such a, uh, he's got so much humility and uh, he's so devoted to his task. He knows he's had his big chance at Paris-Roubaix. He seized it finally after 15 years. So he'll be uh, happier than ever to try and help one of his teammates win. But this race is not just about Oracle Green Edge riders and neither is it just about uh, uh, Australians. But uh, speaking of Australians, I mean, some of the riders who will be there, you can look for names like uh, Jay McCarthy, David Tanner, uh, Simon Clark, and also Nathan Hass. Now, they're all good riders who will be uh, hungry to try and produce their best. But some of the other foreign riders we're looking for, you know, there's guys like uh, Alejandro Valverde. He's always a rider who'll be up in the mix. And don't discount the Irishman, Dan Martin. Now, they're just a few of the names. Um, by the end of Sunday night or Monday morning, Australian time, uh, no doubt there'll be others who will have uh, raised their hands and put their name to all our attention. The Amstel Gold Race is just the first of the next round of classics because then cycling goes to the Belgian Ardennes. 
for Flesh Wallone and Liège, Baston Liège. Liège, Baston Liège is the fourth monument, um, the fifth being the Giro de Lombardia in October. Liège was won last year by um, Simon Gerrans, nonetheless, the first Australian. So let's just hope uh, for our Australian listeners that uh, this Australian theme continues. Uh, for our non-Australian view, uh, listeners, uh, let's just hope for a great race like what we saw in Paris-Roubaix. This uh, edition of What a Ride is a shortened one, uh, but nonetheless we hope that you uh, enjoyed uh, the racing that we've had. Hope you enjoyed Matthew Heyman's uh, insight into uh, his terrific win in Paris-Roubaix and what he sees for the future uh, leading up to the Tour de France, we hope. Hopefully he'll get to start again in that race. In the meantime, from me, Rupert Guinness, and my co-host, Aaron S. Lee, we just wish you all the very best. Uh, If you're riding out there, stay safe, stay alert, uh, stay calm, and remember, a metre matters. Until then, have a great time on the bike. If you're not on the bike, just have a great time and take care.